Welcome back. I'm Calypso and I'm here with my babe, which is like the first time he's ever been on the show. We just got done watching The Joker, which we know we're hella late, but we're going to give you our feedback on it. Babers, how did you feel about The Joker? A lot of feelings. Um, I avoided watching it for a long time because I knew it was going to be a hefty mind sitter. So I never wanted to watch it, even though I did. And then it was, at first, I was not doing well with no, the mental. Not. I don't do well, like, watching people struggle with stuff. I don't know. This makes me sad. I almost started crying right away. Mm. <laughs> so sad, so sad. It was good though. It was good. I'm I'm crying right now thinking about the poor guy. That's wiped away a tear. I don't know if the mic can pick yeah. up pick up the tears. No, the mic doesn't pick up the tears. But I totally called like a lot of the stuff that happened in that. I was like, okay, this is this and this and this. Like, I was calling shit left and right. Pretty sure you already rented it. Huh? Pretty sure you rented it already. No, I never did. You're just mad that I'm so good at predicting shows. I'm not mad. I'm just getting suspicious at this point. Because like, it's almost... What can I say? I've got that premonition, you know? I see what's coming before it happens. Like, I totally saw that connection between the Waynes and stuff like that. I just knew oh. it. Yeah, I don't think it's a premonition. I think it's a talent. Like, yeah. you read people. I read well. people. I read movies. I read TV shows. I'm just, you know, <laughs> look at. I'm an open book, you know, and so therefore everybody else is an open book to me. Mm. You know, that's what it is. You know, I'm open. I'm an empathizer. Mm-hmm. Not a sympathizer, an empathizer. I just want to point that out. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> yes, I want to, like, I'm, a, I'm an empathizer, not a sympathizer. I just want to put that out there. But that one was, that was a really good one. Like, there was very good twists, turns. Um, and I like the fact that it didn't go very typical with the traditional how the Joker became the Joker. I liked that. It wasn't a vat of toxic waste. It was just reality really just fucked him up. Yeah. Here's the thing. I didn't know how the Joker became the Joker. So when I was watching this, it just seemed all right. I didn't know there was a vat of toxic waste involved before. That's sad, babers. I mean, like, have you never seen any of the Jokers? That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Um, the That's how I talk so about dis- court. No comment. That is so sad. I know. I did just have to show you the whole Tom Waits thing. Talk about Heath Ledger. Like Heath Ledger, I still think is for me is definitely the pinnacle on the Joker scale. Like I just think he's an amazing Joker and I even think that he would have done this movie better. 
than Joaquin Phoenix, hands down. See, I don't know. I don't know about that. No. I, I don't know. know if I can make that comment because I haven't seen him do his Joker, but he just seemed like the man for this one. Like, Joaquin? Yeah, just that method. Yeah, but the thing is, Heath Ledger was also a method actor and stuff and if you saw him and like I said he really seems like you know Tom Waits in that interview I was talking about that's what he seems like when he plays the Joker but it's just more like fanatic-y more joker S. yeah it's more like joker S. it's very fanatic-y I did like the whole I like the idea of the Joker's uh what do you predisposition to chaos I guess too like just in in every single one it's just like when we're talking about the one with jack nichols i like the predisposition to chaos the embracing of anarchy i guess Mm. right or in this one it's mental illness in this one it is mental illness but i but i think even even all like people who we think are fascists like hitler and mussolini or could we just would have not, been like considered, uh, you know, mentally ill. Yeah. Or was the conception of the Joker originally by the creators? Was it like, no, this guy is mentally ill, but it was like a time in history where it wasn't like a I thing you talked about or portrayed. I don't know. Cause so I was like, all right, instead of mental illness, thing. let's use toxic waste because that's more acceptable than i don't know that's the thing it's like i've never read the comics so i can't really speak to that because i've never read the comics like that's something where you would need somebody who actually read the comics to comment on that aspect of it about whether or not there's that only thing that i could say is that like from the ones that i've seen because i've never read the comics i would say that it's more so a propensity towards like anarchy and fascism right i've never read the comics either i've seen like one one batman movie jesus christ the jack nicholson one if you didn't know but you didn't grow up with tv so so i i don't know the mental illness vat of vat of poison a vat of toxic waste watching this movie with it was called the Joker, right? Yeah, with Joaquin Phoenix. Do what's, you feel like that is the vat of toxic waste? Is no, society? No, I'm just saying, like, not knowing anything about the Joker or Batman or the comics, I just felt like what I saw, what I watched him, like, what he went through and put me through, like, I don't feel like this has anything to do with Batman or the Joker or the comic books, but at the same time as it does, but it just stands as its own, like... It's definitely a standalone. Like, it's definitely a standalone film. Like, I would be like, okay, who's what happens next? Who's this dead boy parent in the alley kid? Yeah. Oh. But it's a standalone. It, okay, I agree with you in the sense that it's a standalone film. But knowing, I guess from my perspective, I knowing don't mean, I don't mean standalone. Stand like I mean like no knowledge. Like I don't know anything about Batman other than like I'm Batman. 
Yeah, but you know it's Bruce Wayne. So yeah, knowing that but... that when I saw that whole Thomas Wayne thing and then figuring out that the mom worked for him, I was just like, oh, so obviously this is why, like, that whole connection and stuff like that exists. I don't think that, like... Like, I think the film itself is a standalone film, but I think it's more, like, once again, an explanation for the backstory of how the Joker became the Joker. Instead of doing the whole vat of toxic waste and stuff like that, you got instead still toxic waste, but it was the toxic waste of society and, like, society not seeing him. Is that a question that's asked? Like, why is the Joker the Joker? Or is it... Well, no, no, I'm just saying the backstory. Like, everybody wants to know so-and-so's backstory. Like, how did you become you? How does this person come to be? How does this person exist? You know? Like, that's just normal. Yeah, but is there one for the for the jokers what i mean like yeah i mean his uh, traditional like, is there not backstory one already is, are they yeah trying to create one for him no or? he already has a backstory like even from the comics i think it's the vat of toxic waste and it's even in the jack nichols one it's like the vat of toxic waste and stuff like that and in the one with so uh, this was just Heath like ledger it's multiple backstories of how he became what he became because he tells us he tells like three different stories about three or four different stories about how he became who he became. Was there toxic waste? In his, in the one with Heath Ledger, no. His his talks about like more so about how his, which also is why I think Heath Ledger's Joker and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker more so align, which is why I think Joaquin Phoenix was good, but Heath Ledger would have been better because Heath Ledger's Joker talks about how um, his dad used to smack him around and stuff like that, which is not unlike uh, Joaquin Phoenix when he was younger in this one, talking about how his mom's boyfriend beat him up and stuff like that. And then the whole idea that my mom always told me to smile, all those kinds of things were very present in Heath Ledger's Joker and the stories that he told. So. so they're the same. So I think, like, backstory-wise, I think it speaks more so to the Heath Ledger backstory and stuff like that. Even in his look, minus the fact that, like, you know, it's a whole different person, hair color's different and stuff like that, but the long hair and everything like that, as opposed to the whole Jared Leto one. Jared Leto sucks. I need to get rid of that man fast. What's he look like? Jared Leto looks like a SoundCloud rapper. He looks like a SoundCloud rapper. Who the fuck put damage across the top of their head? You know what I mean? Sad boy under their eye. Like, Jesus Christ. He looks like a, a gangster SoundCloud rapper. It's he's tr- sad. He's trying. He's trying really hard. He's trying too hard. It's just sad. It's just sad. Like, I looked at him and I was just like, oh. Jared Leto. But I get it from a creative standpoint because you want to stand out as the Joker. Because you have... Jack Nichols was a very traditional Joker. You know, he smiled and da-da-da. Jared Leto's just feeling insecure in his role as... Yeah. He should feel insecure because he sucks. He should. Have you seen the Joker that Joaquin Phoenix just did? Babe, You can't make another one. You can't even comment on that 
because you only like seen another, him. I don't need to see And you only saw him and Jack Nichols. Like, that just goes to slow. You just missed, like, a whole chunk of of pop culture right there. I feel like you I got went a, from I feel like Jack I Nichols to watching people trying to get it right. And no, Heath Ledger got it right. Thank you. Thank you. That's why wasn't Ledger. he playing it right now? Why was he it killed Joaquin himself Phoenix? after playing the Joker because he's that much of a method actor that he killed himself after playing the Joker. Now that's real method acting. That's pretty good. He actually, yeah, that's he actually went insane. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got all the answers. I should be asking the questions. Anyways, I just thought it was so amazing. It was so beautiful. Are you really about to... This is him stealing my wine. Wow. That I poured. So. Whatever that extra, I bought. Are extra. we going all the way back? Poured that you might have picked, but that I bought. Okay. Picked, corked, poured. That's the hard part. That's the real Wow. Work. I picked it. I picked this wine. I'm the, the original picker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to the Hills Gate for picking me, and I picked it. Okay, you just picked it in this one moment because it was in the house. I picked it in the store where there were tons of other options. Hills Gates Winery, always picked. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, unfortunately. But you could be. You could be. You could be. I mean, I would take all wine sponsors. Hello. Um, but yeah, loved this movie. There was just so much. But I did like, I'm telling you, the tie-in with the whole Wayne's family was amazing. And I did like the descent into like the whole mental illness thing. I think that that's very true. But I also think that it just shows like how toxic society can be to people. Like maybe the people who we think are crazy are not really crazy. They just are like the world is toxic. No, I was I was so sure that when they uh the Wayne the father, Nathan Thomas. Was Thomas. He was like, no, your mom, she was crazy and hysterical. Like, the he stuff they he used lied. to... Yeah, I was like, oh, it's lying and no no adoption. It's all real. It's a, it's a man cover-up from the, you know, 50s-style secretary affair. No, she's hysterical. And mm-hmm. I totally thought that's where the movie was going to go mm-hmm. with it. But it didn't. It was just like, nope. Uh, it was all correct. No, it was all right. I didn't see that coming, especially these days. I think it was just... I thought it was a total setup for the, you know, like... For... The masculine, yeah. macho, 50s vibe. Yeah, but it was like he was... women. But maybe in some respects, like, the rich... Especially in the case where he killed the three stockbrokers or whatever they were. that In that case, they were evil. What are you doing? It's the mic is picking all that up. The, in that case, those three were actually evil people that he killed, you know? So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's one of those cases of, like, what is evil, you know what I mean? And maybe if you look at, it made me kind of look at Batman and the Joker in a different light, not so much that one is evil and one is not. But I also think that that dichotomy just in films in general has started to come out now 
and wasn't necessarily there before. Like, maybe the villain actually isn't the villain. Same thing with Black Panther. It's like, because you know more about the villain, like, it, and also in some aspects, you know more about, like, heroes, like Daredevil or something like that, or Elektra. Well, anti-hero. Yeah, it's that kind of anti-hero thing. Like, they're a hero, but there are consequences to being the hero. But I think also to be a villain, like, are you really a villain? Because in, in the case of the Joker, it's like, the world was toxic. Horrible things were happening to him. And they needed to be atoned for, you know? And there were all these people who basically, like he said... You know, if I was dying on the street, you would step right over me. People who didn't care. And I mean, I kind of low-key think, like, that's kind of where we're headed now. Kind of where we're headed now. So maybe there's beauty in chaos, is all I'm saying. Yeah, what did you say about Batman and the Joker? I think they're two sides um, of the same coin. But you were saying this during the movie, uh, their approach, something about their approaches to the same. Like, oh, to the problems um, of society, like one has yeah. a more traditional approach and one has a more like anarchist yeah, yeah, yeah. approach. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's true. Like, I think that, especially given the fact that both of them... Like, for a while, at least in the Joaquin Phoenix version, he thought that this was his father. You know what I mean? I think they were both birthed from his death, like Batman and the Joker. Although the Joker was kind of, it's kind of both. Like, prior to him finding out that Tom was his father and then the aftermath of that, but I think for Batman... It was the death of his father. So I think their birth or rebirth, in a sense, both had to do with the father dying. But I do think they're two sides of the same coin. I think it's chaos versus traditional ways of dealing with things or traditional values of what right and wrong is. It's like, who's right and who's wrong? Which is why I think like movies today are like, very more more so show a dichotomy as opposed to older movies like the Jack Nichols one it was very clear that Batman was the good guy and the Joker was the bad guy yeah and I think that that's why I brought up the whole Black Panther one because that's one of your faves is the fact that like in Black Panther it's like is the bad guy really the bad guy or does he just have a different way of understanding mm -hmm. reality and figuring out what is truth right side bits yeah unless you have any other questions this is this is nice thanks for having me on <laughs> Babes, that was so nice. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on. I've asked you so many times. I know. To be a guest. I know, and now you are one. And I didn't even ask this time. 
Well, yeah, no. That was just because we watched this really good movie. Like, it was a really good movie. I get why people don't like it. Because it's super anti-traditional Joker. Mm. But I... Maybe that's why I was able to enjoy it so much. Because I don't apparently know what a traditional Joker is. Maybe. Like, I get why people dislike it, though. Like, it's definitely not traditional, but it's so... I'm not, like, biased going into it. It was so great. Yeah, I don't. I was definitely thinking like, oh man, this movie is gonna not be that great. But it was actually very beautifully written, and like, very. It did touch on the whole idea of like mental illness, but uh, in not a negative way. Like in a sense of like, society does this to people. Society doesn't see people or understand what people need and stuff like that. It really. Displayed the whole like dog eat dog kind of mentality because he's in the city, you know what I mean? It really displayed what that means. You know what I mean? Like, society stops for no one, society cares about no one. Or at least that's the way that I viewed it in terms of like the things that happened to him. It was just like everybody's living their life. Everybody has their own principles. Everybody's doing whatever they want. Even with that guy who gave him the gun and was like, oh, no, he asked me to have this gun. Nobody can hear you nodding. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, no, even in that, it's just, like, nobody, uh, nobody cared. And it's, like, he even told the psychologist lady, it's, like, oh, you ever, every day I come here and you ask me the same fucking questions, are you ever listening to me? You know? And I think everybody feels like that at some point in their life, like, is, are you listening to me? Do you care? You know what I mean? Yeah, that was an interesting conversation between those two, the the I guess she's supposed to be a social worker, yeah. not a social worker, but well, she's like the one where he like got out of the pimp, the like little psych psych. I feel like she was just like trying to check boxes off. Like, yeah, we talked about this, we did this, so now you can fund this and fund that because we did this, we did that. You know, we do a lot of that in like education. Like, are we really listening? We're just getting our boxes filled. But we served this kid for this many hours, so give us our money mm. but did we really do this yeah. did we really achieve the goal do we even care really about achieving the goal you know what i mean i don't fault her for listening or pretending to listen we don't know which one it is but i do like think yeah. i think the biggest i think the best thing she said to them probably in all their sessions what they said she said when the thing, whole thing was ending she was like, they don't give a shit about you. And they don't give a shit about people like me. People like you, people like me. It's oh, yeah. That's true. And I imagine, like, you're talking about the education system is exactly how, like, teachers feel. It's like, okay, they require me to do all this work. And they want all these things from me. They don't necessarily always give me the resources, but they want me to do this. But they don't realize the amount of time and the effort that needs to go into, like, actually making these things possible actually being able to achieve these things but yeah i definitely think that the movie is a psychological thriller i definitely put her in the realm of a psychological thriller and just 
amazing. Very easily applied to like everyday life. And I think it does do a very good job of doing the whole uh, touching on mental illness. But I think it makes mental illness not look so crazy is my thing. I don't think it looks crazy. Yeah, it didn't look crazy at all. It almost wasn't even like mental illness. Like It was so well trodden upon, like so delicately, but also like deeply. It just didn't even seem like was mental illness I'm not quite sure what I'm trying to it felt very like society driven to do this with a dash of illness but the illness wasn't really the negative part it was more of the society mm. societal stand being the negative part on the illness well I think it's all about response it's like you know it's like it's like stimuli you know society is the stimulus like all these things are happening you're getting all these like messages and it's like how do you respond so I think it's not so much I don't even think it's in this movie to me like I get how they are trying to do that interplay with mental illness but I think more so it's about how we respond to the things that happen to us and about how important how we respond to the things that happen to us is you know what I mean not to say that the world is perfect or anything like that but it's all about like how we respond to the how we respond to imperfection not only in ourself but in the world around us mm. beautiful yeah yeah it's almost, a, it's almost a ender end on a high note right there right that's what I'm feeling too anyways thank you for joining me and my boobs thanks for having me and we well i'll see you next time who knows the next time this guy will be on but you got to hear him he exists he's not fake i haven't been faking it for four years <laughs> <laughs> right the truth comes out like really you were a blow up doll this whole time like i'm the one in the middle of a psychosis yes <laughs> <laughs> like that part where it was like nothing we, actually happened we, with that girl we we are practicing social distancing. Don't even freak out. I don't want to read it in the comments. Wow. We are six feet apart. We're not at, six feet apart. Don't lie least, to these people. At least. We're not. Like a meter. A meter we apart. We sleep in the bed together every night. Don't try mm. to lie to these people. We are not six feet apart. I sleep, with, I sleep with Jesus. I don't know who you're sleeping wow. with. Wow. Leave room for Jesus. <laughs> Leave room for Jesus. Anyways, I will see you next week. I hope you are having a wonderful quarantine and making sure that you're keeping safe. Catch me on Zoom. Oh my God. Goodbye and good night.